As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Scooty Madooty. What's up, Madooty? Madooty. <laughs> it is officially Barbenheimer week. Oh, I know that yeah. everybody's everybody's excited about the new Roni. We are, too, and we'll get into that. But it's Barbenheimer week. Can't take away from it. What are you going to see first? Oppenheimer, probably. That it just makes more sense. Did you say Barbenheimer it. again? No, Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Still ends in Heimer. Um, yeah, no, that, probably Oppenheimer first. I feel like Barbie's the decompressed movie. You know, that you get three sense. hours of sitting in an IMAX theater. We are blessed with one of the only nineteen IMAX theaters that is actually running it in the right, the appropriate film, if you will, for Oppenheimer. Have you seen the actual film That's casing for it? Nuts. It's like as wide as this room. It's fucking insane. Yeah. That's the IMAX cut. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And I fully intend on doing the double dip, doing both in one day. Uh, really, just no other no other way to do it. You got to have a little bit of both. Now, I do want to ask, let's turn this into a Bravo thing. Okay. If you could sit in the comfiest movie theater and you had to watch one full season of any franchise. It doesn't have to be any season. We don't have to get too into the nitty gritty. But if you had to pick one franchise, what could you sit there and watch all day? I cannot leave. Can't, well, you can go to the bathroom and stuff. But. Uh, Vanderpump. We go like grab a drink. Oh, it has to be Housewives. No. Oh, Vanderpump. Yeah. Vanderpump. I mean, I more or less did that when I watched, uh, like when I got into Bravo. Vanderpump was my OG show, and I watched it like start to finish almost because it was mid-pandemic, and I literally started it with Dev, tried to ignore it, got sucked in, binged watched it. I think I got caught up, and there was like seven seasons at that point. Pretty sure I got caught up in two, two or three weeks. Yeah, so that's. I think that's that's the appropriate answer. I feel like a housewife show, for me personally, I, halfway through the season, especially if it was like Beverly Hills last year or oh, whatever. God. Again, I'm not specifying the season. I'm just saying like franchise in total. Like maybe Roni, um, you know, at their best, if you take everybody in their prime, you could do that. But I do think that just. What the other types of shows bring us with the Summer House, um, Southern Charm, Southern Hospitality. You want to throw that in there? They're more bingeable. And exactly. They're way more bingeable because there's way more characters. There's yeah. way more people on the show, way more storylines going on. Housewives, and maybe this is just kind of recency bias, but we do get sucked into little aspects that just run for the entire season. And that would drive me insane in a movie theater. It just tends to get like deeper. You know, They really dig into issues, whereas the other shows... Whether it's because they have a shorter runtime or like as far as like duration of the season goes yeah. or the drama, they tend to move faster through it. Everything's pretty much on the nose at like 41 minutes nowadays. Yeah, I know. I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, watching on Peacock is kind of like that. But back to Barbenheimer. Uh, I know you said that you would go with me and do the double dip. I would do I've, the double dip. I've been getting a lot of shit for it. Why? I don't understand I don't understand that. that. that that's so annoying. So I am... Opening my doors. If any, I would love to, but here's the thing: I go get Poppy on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, summer, that's so. where I was kind of going with yeah. this. I know you're pretty busy over the next couple of weeks, so I'm opening the doors. If anybody wants to join me for Barbenheimer, oh, you're, I'm out there. You're asking our audience. Asking the audience. <laughs> it could get dangerous. Wait, but. wait, wait, wait. I will pay for the day. 
I will I will buy you guys dinner. I will buy your movie tickets. I will give you $20 each so you can get a half a cup of popcorn at the movie theater. Half a cup, yeah. Yeah. So if somebody signs up for this date with Shooter oh, to go watch date. Barbenheimer, ooh, ooh. I will pay for the entire evening. It's I'll hot, send man. you guys to fucking like Ruth's Chris. It's like not the man, I don't actually like Ruth's Chris, but is it Indianapolis? No, Ruth's Chris is like down the street from uh you want a KOP? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. there's one out there. It's mediocre. I think it's one of the more overrated steakhouses in the world. I don't yeah, like I, how they cook throw their it steak. in there with like whatever. Sullivan's or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean just throw it out there. I, I know that uh because a couple of us were talking about just Oppenheimer in general, but it's pretty booked for the next like week or two. So it gives you enough time. You know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll decide. I don't need to see these movies oh, right away. Wait, 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 wait. You have to plead your case as to why you are the person to. Yeah, we'll put it. Yeah, we'll put a contest out there. Yeah, yeah. So you, the Bachelor, you plead your case. We will. I will select the winner. I will select. I'll make it funny. No, no. I'll select three, and okay. you get to choose right. from those three. How about right. that? Okay. So, enter the contest. Tell me why you deserve to go on this on this uh, Barbenheimer date with Schutz. I will pay for it, and I'll give you three three choices you get right. to choose. Okay? I, I think that's fair. I think that's the way to do it. Any and all people can apply. Oh yeah, absolutely. I am so fucking excited for this. This is a great idea. Yeah, good call. I'm glad that you thought of. We're this. out here. I, I just <laughs> just came up with that right now. That was fucking wow. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's going to be great. This is going to be really great. Um, <laughs> I just finished Ted Lasso, officially, and uh, underwhelming season three. I didn't hate it as much as other people were telling me I was going to. I still enjoyed the the Lassoisms and all that stuff, but I am like legitimately bummed out that I don't get to watch that on my screen anymore. Yeah, well, I, yes and no. I mean, if you're to believe that it's fully over, then yeah, I agree with you. But I, I mean, I don't think it's fully over. I think Sudeikis is going to take a sabbatical if you will kind of like what he's doing in the show um and th- there's obviously still so much more than just Ted Lasso in I the show like they, at this if you point. keep going with Brett Goldstein who plays Roy Ken and you keep going with Nate who is a remarkable actor like yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit for the role of Nate because first of all the story arc is fantastic his reactions to things just the way that he like cries at certain moments and his facial expressions like i am always entranced by him when he's on the screen so i think that he needs to do more stuff i would love to see roy nate jamie tart like just keep running them back yeah i'll, I'll fucking watch that shit i don't care if it gets bad I'll yeah, as long, if the same writers are involved i'm in just yeah. keep putting it out there now the problem obviously is that the writers are on strike so who knows when the hell oh we might no get. that's right yeah we're gonna hit a lull and now this is fine for us because it's reality tv if we're to believe it's real, there's no writers. So so we should be fine next summer. But by this time next summer, we might start to see that downgrade or that that um decline in content it. out there. Yeah. That might get a little messy and we might be a little bored next summer. But they should hold out though. I can't believe. Did you see um so some studio execs said they're going to hold out on the strike until the writers start losing their homes and apartments, which is fucking abhorrent. It was so awful to read that. But then did you see Ron Perlman's response? No. So Ron Perlman, who played Cole from Sons of Anarchy, famously. Hellboy. Hellboy went on and said, how dare you say that shit? And by the way, motherfucker, there's a lot of ways you can lose your house. 
a whole lot of ways. Watch what you fucking say. I was like, I mean, if anybody's going to say that to me, if it's Ron Perlman, I'm going to believe believe that. I'm going to believe him. There's 90% of Hollywood people that could say that. I'd be like, you're a loser. Well, honestly, you know what? Next year, if there's no content out there, people are going to flock to reality TV. Hey, come on aboard. The bros are waiting for you. But uh, we had, this is our midweek episode. We're back to two per week. Thank God. I get like brain dead when we don't do two per week. I feel like I lose my, uh, what do you call it? Uh, See, I can't even think of the word. Can't even think of it. You just get a little rusty, you know? I I need to get on the sticks with you every now and then, more so than once a week. But Sticks being the microphones. Yeah, these are the sticks. (laughs) This is my stick, my mic. Um, But we had the pleasure of a new franchise airing. I thought it was fantastic. And in light of that, it's our midweek episode. We got power rankings. We got to do our power rankings for the shows that are out right now. So you started off. What's your power rankings right now? Uh, I'm going to, I'm still, I'm going to put crappy like at the top and I can't really figure it out if it's because the episodes are shorter. I love the short episodes. I love, I can't get enough of the short episodes because it, it, look in the past, if I like, I enjoyed the show, I would have waited maybe a couple of weeks and then watched like six or seven in a row. Right, right, right. And it, it's so weird that there's an effect like that where I'm complaining that some of these episodes are 40 minutes long and they're too long. But I will sit down and watch six episodes of oh, Crappy Lake. to 30 minutes. Because yeah. it's good. And I feel like they kind of condense each, if you want to call them storylines, or like little, uh, I guess, little it's, adventures it's like that they're going snack. on is kind of the way you know, to do it. It's yeah. Like a snack. Yeah. And they, they kind of house each adventure into an episode. And I think it's great. And I think they're doing a great job with it. So I'm putting Crappy Lake at the top just because that's the one that I feel most enjoyment watching right now. I will say, just to amend that a little bit, not to amend your power ranking. Yeah, but please do amend my power No, 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 no. I'm not going to <laughs> re-rank your shit. I'm saying I don't think all of the shows need to be 20 minutes. Like somebody no, commented no, no. on that last week. They, they're they like, the shows can all be like that. No, I don't want them all to be 20 minutes, but it's nice to have like one option of all these shows where you can just be like, you know what? I want a little bit. And then boom, you get 20 think, minutes of it. I think the main thing there is it's the summer. I, you and I have been running around like crazy with oh, our actual yeah. jobs and just other things going on, like going to the shore and doing whatever you do in the summer. If you did a 20-minute episode in, say, like December or January, it might not hit as hard. It might not feel as good. That's a good point. Yeah, touching going I don't summer. really care. You know, it's dark out by 5 o'clock, so I can sit inside and just watch TV at that point, so who cares? But now it works perfectly. So, again, I'm just putting this at the top because that's the one that I enjoy the most, and the short episodes are a big component of that. I'm going to throw, I'm going to put Atlanta at two. Yeah, they just went on the girls trip, which we'll get into. Always a good piece. And I'm very happy that Kenya's trip was not the actual girls trip because that yeah, would no be shit. pretty sad. Uh, so I'm putting Atlanta at two. I'm putting the new Roni at three. Oh, wow. Okay. Just jumping right up there. And then I'm going to throw OC at the bottom right now. Yeah, OC is kind of dragging uh, for look, me. Look, I don't, I don't want any hate towards OC. The good thing is. When we typically do this, at least when we've done it in the past, and it's been a few weeks since we did two episodes, Power Rankings, OC is still good, and I'm still enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. In the past, there have been some clunkers out there that I'm like, get, I'm done with it. Oh, they're like- I've had enough, yeah. and I put them at seven when there's only five options, and it's it's very obvious what we're doing. This is, a, it's a little bit harder. I do think there's a gap between OC, or rather the first three, and then OC, mm-hmm. in my mind anyway. Um, but still enjoying it. So it's not really that hard to figure out, but yeah, one through four, that's where I'm at. I'm going to go crappy Lake. I'm going Roni too. Um, and honestly, Roni is just inches away from being number one. I fucking Mm -hmm. loved it. Um, three, I'm going Atlanta Four is OC. 
And to piggyback off what you said, this is a, a happy power ranking. I'm enjoying all of the shows out right now. I have no qualms with them. I think that OC and Atlanta get a little draggy sometimes. They do, and but if we're led to believe the right, well, what the crowd and the public are saying, this is a down year for Atlanta. Right. We still like it. So, I mean, look, I, I would love to see Atlanta return to its prime that we've heard about that we haven't really quite gotten into yet, and maybe this would shuffle a bit. But, yeah, that's I agree. Ooh. With that being said, the new Roni reboot, I mean, it's only one episode in, it was a smashing success as far as response from the audience, response from critics, like people that have seen the first episode, it is what we remember as the early seasons of the OG Roni, and it pains a lot of people, I think, to admit that. Ryan Bailey actually posted a really funny meme, it was like, somebody with a weird haircut, like looking over a balcony, and it's like Ramona watching all of us enjoy yeah. season, or the first episode of Roni. Every single Housewives franchise, every single housewife should be on notice right now. They should all be nervous about wow. their futures on the show. Jesus. I know. One episode in, you're ready to yeah, make that. Because here's the thing, dude. If they are able to continue this run, if they're able to continue to captivate audiences and show that Bravo can actually reboot, rejuvenate, and restart these franchises successfully you're going to start running into it in every single franchise. They're going to be like, okay, where can we trim the dead weight? How can we make this show fun again? OC is in tatters. Like that's why they brought back Tamara. But instead of bringing back OG people to rebuild these shows, clearly there's a formula that works. That's why I kept putting so much emphasis to our audience. Give this show a real shot. This could redo the entire landscape of housewives. I do agree. And we've been talking about it for, oh, I agree with most of it. There's one part that I don't agree with, but most of it I agree with in the fact that, yes, if this does work and it's a full reboot in a city that we know and it does really well, then yes, the rest of the Housewives need to be on notice because Bravo will start looking at things. We know what they do. One thing goes well and they start to change things oh, and yeah. push things and do this and narratives and all this bullshit. They that have a little bit of, of success and they just run with it. And I don't really understand what they're doing. Like you got to kind of tinker here and there. And I think that's what that's the approach that they should take. If Roni does well, then yes, you pull OC down and try to figure it out. But there are other approaches to it, like Miami, where they took them off the air for a couple of years, yeah, true. let them learn their lesson. They come back and it was a good season. That's and true. now you're back on Bravo. You're not stuck on Peacock. There are other ways to do this. I am a little hesitant to think that Bravo is going to get it right. I could see them pulling down multiple franchises if this does well and just throwing things at the wall and just seeing what sticks. I'm not on board with that. Um, Oh, but ooh. I do. I will. No, no, I know you're not on board okay, with that. That's you. not what I disagree I'm not with. saying like get rid what of all the What I disagree with is I'll just tell you one episode, buddy. Let's pump the brakes. All yeah, right. Really? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. I'm excited for it. But for you to be calling this going on a run after one episode. I didn't say it was going on a run. Oh, yeah, he did. Play the tapes back. Run the tape. Did we I got to run this tape back. You, Our listeners are going to know that you said if they can continue this run. If they can. One is not a run. One is a so run. The Phillies win one game in a row, and you're going to be like, oh, I got to keep this run going, baby. Yeah, but that's just because I'm a Philly sports fan. I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, again, I, by the way, Phil's four in a row. Yeah, that know. is a run, bitch. That is a run. I'm on board with the show so far, but it is one episode. I agree. Why there, while there are certain aspects of it that look a little different than other housewives, at least recently, which we'll get into a little bit later, in my opinion on that. I am not cautiously optimistic. I'm very optimistic. Okay. No, no. I, I think that's the correct approach. I don't want to jump the gun. I'm not saying that this you is... You already jumped the gun. My point was that they did it. 
You they, nominated them for an Emmy. They took an old franchise and what could have been an absolute disaster. The, the first impression is the most important episode. That's why I think I'm so excited about it. Because look around. like Look at the other shows that did not stick. Look at Girlfriends in Paris that didn't make enough of a splash. This show did. They actually did it. So for them to gain traction out of the gate, everybody was looking for a reason to not like this show. Our audience leading up to this show kept saying shit like, no, I'm not going to watch. It's not Sony. It's not Luann. It's not Ramona. Blah, 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 blah. All that nonsense. I'm saying, even through the haters, they still were able to perform well. So yes, you're correct. We are optimistic. I should be a little more optimistic, not so steadfast in my beliefs. But look, when I'm right, I'm right. And I'm right. This is going to be a fucking winner. <laughs> Keep the run going, baby. Keep the run going. All right, we'll be talking about a run next week. Let's talk about a little bit of news. Uh, there is some stuff going on uh, in the Bravo sphere. We got Erica Jane. And of course, um, Zach had to text us this as soon as like, cause he went to this event yep. where Erica met with the victims of Girardi Keese, and he's been an advocate for Erica Jane since the beginning. He's claimed her innocence. He stood by her. He's starting to get vindication over and over again. A judge ruled that she does, in fact, own the earrings. She got the earrings back. That's a big win for him. And Erica sure, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> and Erica Jane. Big win for Zach there. I'm going to bring this up at the live show next week. Speaking of plug, sneaky plug. We have a live show next week, July 26th at 7.30 at the City Winery in Manhattan. There's not a lot of tickets left. We have Megan King coming out. Tom Hamlet is going to be our MC. Emily Orozco is going to be there for our Spilling Tea panel. Zach Peter, me, Magoots. It's going to be an absolute blast. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go get your tickets now. Nofilterlive.com. So there's a little sneaky shameless plug for you. Um Back to Erica Jane. It's nice to see her actually talk to the victims. We'll see what comes of that. And I'm excited for Beverly Hills this November. Do you um, think cameras are rolling? I don't know. Do you think they're still up? After no, no, no. I don't think. Seal? No, I don't think they're still rolling for that. No, I just I meant I'm so. excited to see Beverly Hills come back. But up next, back in Beverly Hills, Kyle has been sober for a year, and I will always shout out our Bravo Lebs when they are on their journey of sobriety. I think it's amazing. I'm very happy that she's able to complete a year. It's a huge milestone. Congrats to her. Keep up the good work. Keep fighting the good fight. And the last thing, back to Roni. Andy was on Watch What Happens Live with the entire Roni cast, and he asked them, have you gotten any bad interactions with the former Roni cast? And every like, there was mixed reviews, but Cy ended up saying, yeah, Ramona was a huge bitch to me, actually, in person, which... Is the least surprising news ever. Yeah. If you had to tell me, like, who would have been the least cool about this, Ramona would have been my first guess. Yeah, I, I think without a doubt. I don't. I don't really think there's any other option. No. There. But that takes us to Atlanta. Just give me a sec here while I take a sip from my uh, super awesome Bird Dogs tumbler. It's Yeti style tumbler. It I don't is. Know if you do that, and uh, if you use our code Brav Bros at checkout, you can get yourself a free Yeti style Bird Dogs tumbler. And let me tell you. I've used it every day, and I'm a huge fan of my tumbler. I use it for my coffee in the morning. I'm Damn also right. wearing the shorts. The shorts are great. So if you have a boyfriend, a significant other, get them some bird dogs. These shorts are the shit. Their pants are the shit. I'm so excited that they decided to sponsor us. I wore them before they sponsored us. I will continue to wear them even if they drop us as a sponsor because I love bird dogs. Yeah, so. the problem is that it's too hot to wear pants right now. This isn't even an ad. I know. Just, well, yeah, they, it yeah, kind of is. is. It's like a... Uh, you know, whatever. Back to Atlanta. Um, let me put my bird dogs tumbler down, though, to talk about Atlanta. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. But back to Atlanta, I want to start out with uh, Drew and Ralph. We're at Drew's house for a husband-led brunch. And Ralph says that he wants to set the tone for the trip because all the dudes get along really well. And he wants to kind of show them how to keep the energy cool and start them out on the right foot. All I got from this is Ralph is doing something shady and trying to cover it up by being like super husband, which he is not. And even Drew calls it out. She's like, he's trying to do this to like show everybody else he's a loving, caring husband or some shit. Like no one's going to see that. Everyone's going to see through your bullshit. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing didn't really make a whole lot of sense. His sentiment is to show them that people can get along. And honestly, I mean, they cooked and then they went outside. Ralph so doesn't they... get along with Drew. Yeah, exactly. But the, the whole thing made a, like no sense. And poor Scottly walks in. He's a <laughs> fucking chef and he has to cook. I know. The first time that he meets man. everybody. And he also, like the minute he walks in, the minute he walks in, Kenya shits on his style. Like, leave the man alone. You don't even know the man. Like, yeah. he just walked in. He thinks he looks good. It's not, shut up, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya's I mean, pissing me off, by the way. Also, Ken- don't you think that if he's coming over to meet all of the girls, don't you think Marlo's going to have a hand in, like, maybe, you know, wear this or that? I mean, I know they haven't been dating for, think. like, long enough. That's what she said. Ooh. He's meeting her friends. You would imagine she has some sort of opinion about what he's wearing. But that's where the lay eBay comment came in. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> yeah. every time they say lay eBay, I laugh. It's pretty funny. But, but I guess Candy has met him before, which makes sense because she's in the restaurant industry and she was surprised. And this is more to your point last week where you were surprised that she's Marlo is dating somebody like Scotty just because he's not the normal suspect where he's got a ton of money, he's throwing money at her. I'm very confused because Candy said that he's the head chef at the Continent. Yes. Or Continental, whatever the place is called. He says he owns it. Could be both. They could be both, but yeah. those are two different things. If he's the not. way that I took it was that he's part owner, okay, and that he has equity stake or something involved in there, and he's the head chef. And that he's makes, that chef. makes a lot of sense. That tracks. Okay. Um, which now, is it is kind of funny that part owner slash chef is doing what he did with Marlowe at 
their date last week where he gets a table and has people waiting on him and doing all these other things. Like that's actually kind of funny visuals, but I do agree. And I, and I thought the same thing. Now this was actually a kind of a big moment too, because we've seen candy in the past candy. This, I mean, I know she was sick later, but candy, this episode was vastly different than before. Uh Just the fact that she was even saying anything remotely nice about Marlo and hold on because yeah, she said it remotely nice, but she also said whore behavior. Well, yeah, but that's, so that's it, typical, though. I feel like Candy would say that about anybody in the group, right. regardless of it. If it was Kenya, she would say the same. It doesn't matter, though. No, I disagree, because Marlo has the reputation of potentially well, yeah. being a high-end escort. So for her to say whore behavior specifically about Marlo, to me, is a direct dig at Marlo. Yeah, I don't know. Candy, I, I have a hard time figuring out. I think that she would say it about anybody, though. Candy is hard to figure out, but I like Candy. I like Candy a lot. But um, but Candy's talking, and they're starting to cast for Todd's movie, finally. And Kenya is like automatically assuming, she's like, where's my offer? I don't need to audition. I'm way past auditions. I haven't got my offer yet. Who's the leading lady? Incredible just, Heather Dubrow energy. Yeah, massive, <laughs> Unbelievable. Massive Dubrow energy here. And... Candy goes, Drew. And Kenya loses it. And I don't think she meant to. I think this was a genuine what the fuck reaction yep. from Kenya. She goes, Drew, like, could not believe it. Let's not forget, Drew had an actual acting career. She was a child star for a while. Yeah. In the clips I've seen of her, she's not a bad actress by any means. So no, not at all. I mean, Kenya was in a movie about threesomes, which, by the way, I thought it was called Trio. Apparently, it was called Chois. Oh, it's a little fancier. A little, just slightly fancier. Yeah. A little more French. All you have to, all you have make to it fancy, do but yeah. to make a threesome sound classy is called a menage a trois instead of a threesome. Yeah, it. make makes it sense. French, and then it then it's chic instead of gross. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but the best part of this episode, I think, this might be the best part of the season for me because it's not a huge deal, but it's pretty fucking funny. Roy facetimes Kenya. Marlo went on a date with Roy. Yes. Which is amazing. Like, if anybody could have gone on a date with him, I'm so glad it was Marlo, just so she has that over Kenya. And Kenya clearly feels a certain way about it. She is, her poker face sucks. She's yeah, she's the worst. Yeah, she's not good at that, especially when it comes to Marlo and just the idea that Marlo, and you could tell even later when she was talking about oh, yeah. it. Yeah. She is upset about this. She's thought about it. And she says that she's known. I, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But that juxtaposed to how she acted in the beginning of the season with the DMs mm-hmm. is wild. Crazy. But that's not it. I guess it's wild behavior, but it's also not unexpected. Like not that's exactly all. what I expect. Oh, not at all. The more and more I watch this, I feel like we're starting to get a feel for the ladies. We're starting to figure them out. I'm sure much to our audience's pleasure. If that's what you want to say. Yeah. What's the word? I'm I'm close to hundred percent back. I'm not all the way there getting, yet. I'm you're getting all right. there. But we are starting to like see through the cracks a little bit. Kenya is getting on my nerves. I don't know this holier than thou attitude she has. I think she thinks she's a much bigger star than she actually is. And I might get some shit for that. I don't know. But the way she talks down to people, we see it later with Courtney. I haven't seen Courtney be outwardly rude to her. I've seen Courtney make an effort. I've seen Courtney try to talk you know, to her. The funny thing is Courtney has <laughs> Courtney's dialed it back. I don't know if it's editing, but Courtney has severely dialed it back. She was very annoying the first two episodes. She's And I haven't, out. I mean... To be fair, I haven't really noticed her a whole lot the last couple episodes, which is probably a good thing because that's the only thing I could focus on. But Courtney's still like for what we've seen where, where she's dialing it back. 
She walks into Drew's house and immediately gets chastised in form of Bryce walking in. And Candy looks over and goes, wow, you got to be quite the man to put up with this one over here. <laughs> like, seriously. And and I agreed because can't or because Courtney has been a lot this season, I guess. But I don't think that she deserves that kind of behavior so, towards her. From what I'm gathering, like... I think that she came in nervous. I think she was trying to make friends. I think she did a little too much. I'm sure it's intimidating. Like, this is a group of intimidating women. It's a lot of impressive women. They have a lot of big careers. Like, entering this space can't be that easy. Well, what do you think Courtney's going to be doing next year as Drew and Ralph are split? She's Ralph's cousin. Do you think Courtney's still going to be on the show? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. I do, yeah. I, I think, think, I think she... I'm going to hold my opinion until the end of the season just because, look, if you're Courtney, you're trying to get your feet wet. Like you said, you're a little nervous in the beginning, and then you're kind of finding your stride, maybe taking a step back in the last couple episodes. Maybe she does a little bit more towards the end of the season to get back on her own. But if she doesn't do enough by the end of the season, then she's not going to be back because she doesn't have that connection with Ralph anymore. Yeah, no, but I think she has at least made a name for herself to come back as a friend of. I don't ever see her being a full-time on the no, show. I, yeah. But I could see her being like, you know, occasionally coming back. We'll see if she does enough. She's going to have to step up again at some point. And the thing is, when she does start to get involved a little bit, she's so scared of these women that she always just like agrees with them and she just kind of backs down. Like, yeah. later, we'll see it later at dinner. We'll talk about it later. But I think like, it's also just because she doesn't really have any allies. But, that That's yeah. true, too. She's kind of just like treading water. But brunch is served and Sheree. This was so weird to me because her and Drew are cool as far as I know and as far as Drew knows. And she takes a weird shot where she's like, are you going to pay him? Because I read an article that you didn't pay a chef or something. You guys are getting sued. When she lays it out, what happened? I'm like, oh, well, clearly the the chef is just trying to fuck with you because it's over $1,000 you're getting sued for. It does sound to me like someone wanted to come audition for a cooking role maybe, made you some food. They're not obliged to pay you if that was the setup and they didn't like it. Like tough shit. You gotta you gotta wear that thousand dollars. But once the one thousand dollars came up, I was like, okay, I actually believed her. I don't think this is a big deal, and this is a weird shot for Sheree to take after they've kind of smoothed things over. Yeah, I think the timing of it is a little weird. But is this any different than any other housewife show that we've seen? They take shots know. like that all the time. That's but not much different. That's something to talk about I, in your own personal life. Yeah. So I didn't really see any. I mean, look. In a nutshell, in the real world, there's a problem there. In housewife world, I don't really see a problem with that. I guess it's, again, you know, learning who these women are. Like, that's just Sheree. Maybe I thought, you know, Sheree's on this healing journey. She's trying to make nice with everybody. What a weird time to take a dig when yeah. you're taking the group. I agree with that because she had just squashed it and buried the hatchet right. last week. And you want to talk all this healing nonsense, and yet here you are throwing some shit on the table to start some, some shit. Mm -hmm. But... The next scene is everyone getting ready for Portugal, and of course, Ralph has to say that Drew's got a little fatty poking out. Um, I didn't know if he was talking about her butt. I would like to think he's talking about her butt, but I think he's an asshole, and he was calling her fat, which is fucking brutal. Like, I I don't hate a lot of house husbands. <laughs> I fucking hate Ralph. Yeah, no, he's he, the worst. He's dick. One good thing did come of that, and it was just the visual of what Drew said back. Where she said, does it look like it's a biscuit can about to explode? Yeah, was... And I was like, that's a really good visual. And now I understand exactly what you're talking about. And he did say no to that. But yeah, he's a complete asshole. And that's, whether you're a husband or just another guy on the show, you just 
why the fuck just don't just don't say it just like be nice to your wife yeah for dick the love of god like it's not hard i'm clearly i mean they got divorced but fuck ralph <laughs> <laughs> but uh they get to portugal the hotel's legit thank god we don't have the birmingham days in which is nice and uh this is when we find out that ralph is in vegas for quote unquote work and for me this made the brunch make all the sense in the world mm-hmm. because I was like, th- there's a reason he's doing the brunch. There's no way he's just like, I'm going to do something nice for my wife because that's not Ralph. He's not nice. So I was already suspect of what was going on. The minute I heard he's going to not just like help out with this, what is it called? Chocolate City. And it's like Black Magic Mike is what they call it. And the thought that he's going to audition for this, that Rage's producer, who is a woman, reached out to Ralph and said, come out to Vegas and audition to be a stripper, that's sketchy as fuck. It is definitely sketchy. <laughs> and it is also kind of funny because Ralph was going to be replaced in Drew's video produced by Rage. Because he has a dumpy body, according to... I don't think but he does. And I guess he did a good job in the video or else he wouldn't have been invited out to See, Vegas. this is what I think. I think this producer has a crush on him. I think this producer wants to get him out in Vegas alone. She's building him up like, oh, yeah, you can come out here and strip and like you can be Magic Mike and blah, blah, blah. To me, it sounds like she's trying to slide in. That's all I get from this. It's, it's sketchy. It's gross. I don't like it. I think what we're seeing right now, and obviously we know how Drew and Ralph end. We don't know the specifics leading up to it. I think this episode was kind of the beginning of that. And there's more at work here where they're fighting. They're getting into arguments. They're you know Maybe they're not quite talking about ending their marriage. But you see Ralph doing something completely uncharacteristic of Ralph. Now, did he do anything specific at the breakfast? No, he made everybody else cook. There was a fucking chef there also cooking. I know. Did he actually do anything? No, he probably took like a a thing of bacon out of the oven or whatever. But he does that first. Then he's going out to Vegas. So there's some writing on the walls here. And at the end of the episode, we get Drew crying over something that seems innocuous, which we'll get a little more specific with. I think what we're seeing is the crumbling of their marriage. And I think there's a lot of stuff at work. And maybe because Drew isn't Candy, she's not Kenya, she's not as polarizing on this show, we're not getting a whole lot of the backstory of her life because these other women who are more polarizing are taking a lot of the screen time. So we're not seeing a lot of it. But I think right now, I think this is a definitive moment in the end of their relationship. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that this Vegas thing might come back. It's just the whole setup to me was bizarre. I'm like, and, and you're talking about it like it's normal. Like, your guy's going to audition with a female producer to be in a, in a stripper show. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's you can do it one of two ways. You can either act like everything's normal and people will stop asking you about it if it really bothers you. Oh, yeah. Or you can open up to your best friends. But then again, you have to bring in the camera aspect. You have to bring in the fact that yeah. Marlo's there and you're not friends with Marlo. Will Marlo use this against me at right. some point? Maybe. Um, it, yeah, there's, there's a lot at work here. I think that what she's really doing is just deflecting and acting like everything's okay. When everybody watching at home knows it's not okay. The next scene, we get Drew and Mignetta talking, and um, we get to find out. I thought this was really interesting that Mignetta has an orphanage in Big Ben, Swaziland. Um, I, I don't know if she owns it or if she sponsors it. I'm not sure, but I thought that was amazing. That's really, really cool. I thought it was even more amazing that Drew's never been to Africa, only South Africa. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see anything wrong with that, though, because if you like, you know, there's a huge difference between South Africa and the rest of Africa. 
it's a I, I different it's, country. I thought it was fine. It's I thought all the, the same continent. I know it's the same continent. I think we know what she meant. I know what she meant, but at the same time, like you're still in fucking Africa. It's like, well, if just because you go to Texas well, and it's a on. different planet if, down if there, Bravo doesn't mean you can go to the United States. If Bravo didn't bring up the map of Africa and point at Africa right after she said that, do you think you'd feel the same way? Yes. Or do you think Bravo? Yeah. Okay. No, right. The minute I hear, I, I knew what she meant, so I just kind of. But here's my point. South Africa. I get it. Africa. I understand. Okay. Yeah. I've never been to Africa. Only South what? I feel like that's the only no, 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 continent South that what? makes sense, though. I see what you're saying. I'm not saying it's like ridiculous. I'm just saying South what? Africa. So you've been to Africa. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But they start talking about Sheree, and uh, Drew feels a certain way about the lawsuit thing. And this is where, of course, we're going to get it, but I wish that she could... Do herself a favor and not throw a dig back because now you're giving Sheree ammo and Sheree is just looking for anything as we see at the dinner scene. She goes back to the whole confiscating her stuff after the reunion, but she's like, it's just weird that she would talk about me and not paying people when she has multiple lawsuits and she's not paying multiple people and blah, blah, blah. So she kind of stirs the pot a little bit more, but at the same time, I get it. Like she threw a shot. You're going to take a shot back. Yeah. I, I think that's where you draw the line where it comes back up again. Like the first time didn't really seem like that big of a deal and people didn't really dig into it and start asking more questions or anything like we've seen in the past. It was just kind of a, okay, yeah, we'll talk about this right now. It should be over with at the brunch. Instead, Sheree decides to bring it to Portugal and talk about it again. If a thousand dollar lawsuit doesn't make any sense, doesn't fucking. Matter, I think that man. what we always see is just the ulterior motive here. And Sheree is still butthurt about the taking back her merchandise at the Which reunion. Is bizarre, but let's get. But there, again, so. we can move on from that too. We I, don't. We sh- I thought we did on the same thing. I know. <laughs> so, uh, I'm telling Sheree, not you. But that takes us to night one, and that's when they go out to this. Uh, the the quotes in this just like I fucking I love them so much because. They're going to dinner like, oh, authentic Portuguese food. No shit. You're in Portugal. Like, <laughs> you're not going to go out in Italy and go, ooh, authentic Italian food tonight? You think we can find a place? Like, yeah, just walk. There were a couple. Oh. Yeah, like the tomahawk steak was really funny to see. And they get it like chopped up, but that makes sense. There was still a ton of steak there. And Marlo goes, yeah, it's mostly bone. It's like, no, bone. it's not. It's no, that's a big steak. ass steak. It's but- a huge fucking steak. The food looked exquisite. I was very impressed with the presentation. I thought the cocktails looked great. Like, that restaurant looked superb. And the waiter, I love the waiter. He's like, tequila? They're like, yeah, reposado, you have Blanco? He's like, so tequila for everybody. She's like, yeah, but, like, try to figure out what shot to take of different kinds. He's like, so we're just doing tequila, everybody? Cool. Tequila for everybody. He comes back with full cocktails (laughs) instead of shots. But this is where Courtney brings up her shit with Kenya, and she feels that, you know, I don't have a problem with Kenya. I feel like Kenya has been giving me mean girl energy, which she totally has. And it goes to that scene of Courtney kind of like touching her shoulder and Drew standing up for Kenya saying, you know, people have boundaries. You have to respect their boundaries. Yes, absolutely. But Kenya's being an asshole and just doing it for the sake of trying to piss Courtney off because she thinks she's better than Courtney or something. That's the vibe I get. That's Courtney's definitely not on my level. So don't touch me. Don't talk to me. If I want to talk to you, I will. But like, we're not on the same page. You're not on my level of stardom. So like, just quiet down, friend of. Yeah, no, I get the same vibe from that. And that's kind of like what I'm talking about where I feel like Courtney just doesn't have anybody to back her up. The closest person to her in that group is Drew. And Drew's the first person to speak up against it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have that and that doesn't work, then, yeah, you're going to feel alienated. I think that she just needs to work on, you know, maybe being friends with Marlo, maybe being friends with Sheree, Sonya, whoever. 
it's not working right now, but I feel the exact same way about Kenya where she looks at Courtney like, you're not on my level. Don't fucking touch me. We're not, I don't have beef with you, but the only reason I don't have beef with you is because I don't even notice you. Yeah, it's kind exactly. of the energy I get. Yeah, and I yeah. hate that. It's so yeah. it it's just it's really rude, and I don't like watching that. I don't like watching people treat people that you way. You can be mean. You can be you can be a mean girl all you want. Yes, but when you're a dick like that, yeah, that's where we draw the line as bros. As bros, we don't stand for that shit, man. Nope. No way. But finally, we get to the Drew and Sheree shit, and Drew brings it up pretty gently. She says, "I just I'm confused because I thought we were cool." Then you take a shot at me at the brunch. I didn't understand that. It's a lawsuit. It's a serious thing. You know I can't really talk about it. I don't know why after we have seemingly moved forward. And while she's trying to talk, Sheree's just talking. And I hate that. I hate talking over. And she's just talking over, talking over. And Sheree's getting pissed off. Do I need to remind you, Sheree? This is your healing trip. You brought these women to Portugal for all of its healing properties. And you won't even hear somebody out that has a beef with you, a legitimate beef with you. Because you want to bring up the fact that she said that her shit was confiscated when you gave everybody free she by Sheree shit at the reunion. Guess what? Everybody there goes on record in the confessional and says, yeah, all of my shit was taken except Marlo, who's sitting there in a shirt, a hat. She has a sweatshirt. I love that. That scene was great. But everyone says, yeah, my shit got taken too. Like some of us got hats, but most of us got nothing. Yeah. So this could have just been something small. If you just left it there, because honestly, if you asked us a few weeks ago, we would have said, yeah, it sounds like maybe her purse was on the wagon that was coming in or whatever. We agreed with that. And we said, you know what? Cool. Whatever. That was your personal purse. Clearly, you can't have that. Maybe Drew shouldn't be talking about it on a podcast. We were fully not even in support. We were just saying it's it's a non-issue. But you brought it to the point that now everybody's coming out saying, well, no, no, I'm corroborating the story. I knew you this could. absolutely happened. <laughs> so, so now funny. you look like an asshole That's such on top point. of the fact that you're talking over her while she's talking. And this is what I don't understand. And I know they quote unquote squashed it. I guess in Sheree's mind, we squashed our beef a couple of weeks ago. So now we're good and I can talk to you straightforward and I can give you what I have issues with. And we can talk about this and squash this like quote unquote friends. That doesn't make any sense to None. me. When you squash a beef, you try to be nice to somebody for an extended period of time, get close to them, and then when you have issues, you talk to them straightforward. You don't do it a week later. But she even says, like, no, we're not cool. We didn't smooth it over. It's like, well, then what conversation did we watch? But you, I didn't even realize, like, that point you just made. Sheree, you would have had way more support if you hadn't brought it back up. Yep. Now everyone's speaking out, like, yeah, no, my shit got taken too. No one said tired that. of hearing it. I'm sure they are. I'm tired of hearing it. Stop talking about it. You took your shit back. Yep. And she's like, I had nothing to do with it. Well, your team did. They took your shit back, and you really can't give people the hats. Like, come on, man. Yeah, just something. It made no sense, but give us some hats. Yeah, I'll take a she by Sheree hat. But this is where Drew starts crying. And I think you're 100% correct. I think that there is way more here than her just being upset by Sheree. I think that this is what set her over. But I think that there's a lot of emotions in there because of her shit at home. And, you know, we don't wish that on anybody. That sucks. But I'm curious to see how it shakes out. I wonder if that's going to take center stage. I wonder if that started happening close enough to filming that we're going to see the actual, like, they're going to try to produce it that way. I know that. They're going to try to show cracks in the marriage and stuff yeah. leading up to it just because we're expecting it, I think. 
but I wonder how much they actually got on camera. Yeah, and I think that sneakily, Drew is, I don't want to say carrying the season, but when you think about the things she's going through, she reconnects with her sister, who she's been disconnected with for years. She gets back on stage and starts singing again. She does a music video. She's got a lead in a movie. She's got a lead in the movie. She's going through whatever the fuck she's going through with her then-husband. There's a lot going on, and I'm not even just talking just from like content purposes on the show. In a person's life, that's a lot to handle in a short amount of time. By the way, like a two lot. months of, of things going on. It's like years and years of things going on and just packed into two months. And now, yeah, I mean, do I think it's all Ralph? I think it's probably like 80% Ralph. I feel like we're not seeing a whole lot of that, and there's a lot more behind the scenes. But yeah, I did think it was weird that she cried, but it was honestly just a split second that I thought it was weird that she cried, and then it clicked, and I'm like, she's going through a lot of shit. She's going through a lot of shit. It's a lot of good shit, but I also think the fact, she, I, maybe she feels guilty that she has so much good shit going on, but her marriage isn't going great. Maybe she feels guilty because Ralph, is, I don't know. She seems to have way more sympathy for Ralph than Ralph does for her, and I can't That's ever true. get over this scene. When we started watching Atlanta... I watched the wrong season by accident. I watched two episodes of last season, and I'll never forget this scene, dude. It stuck with me. This was my introduction to Ralph. He set up this dinner for either an anniversary or something. They were, it was a special night because they were going through it, and he was trying to like show her he cared. The way he talked to her at this dinner, because she still wanted to talk about things, and he is the kind of guy, and these guys are the absolute fucking worst. They think a grand gesture cancels out Idiot behavior. Yeah. Just because you do something nice does not cancel out the fact that you're an asshole. Like, take note. Any dudes listening right now, if you're a dick, a grand gesture doesn't fix it. A grand gesture is a nice gesture, but you still have to address the fucking problem. So, Ralph, I, just, I can't say it enough. This guy stinks so Here's much. Here's a better idea. Get her double feature tickets to Barbenheimer, <laughs> and you don't have to talk about anything because you don't talk to her in movies. This episode sponsored by Barbenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a shaving gel. It does, I, like Barbasol. Yeah. Radioactive Barbasol. <laughs> Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Well, we've got a solution that's going to revolutionize your wardrobe. Let me introduce you to Bird Dogs, the ultimate shorts for the modern adventurer. Picture this, you're out on a hike, hitting the gym, or simply lounging around at home. With Bird Dogs, you'll never have to compromise on comfort or functionality again. These shorts are designed to adapt to your active lifestyle while keeping you looking sharp. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I can attest to this. You do not get the butt sag with Bird Dogs. They hug everything. They make everything look good. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, but that's not all. Bird Dogs have an integrated built-in liner offering unparalleled support and eliminating the need for underwear. No more undies. So say goodbye to uncomfortable chafing and hello to freedom. Need a place to stash your phone, wallet, or keys? Bird Dogs got you covered there, too. With deep, secure pockets, you can keep your essentials close without worrying about them falling out during all of your adventures. And did I mention they're incredibly stylish? Bird Dogs come in a range of vibrant colors and patterns so you can express your personality while staying on top of your game. 
Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the weights, or just hitting the couch, Bird Dogs will be your new favorite shorts. So why wait? Upgrade your activewear game today. Go to birddogs.com slash bravbros or enter promo code bravbros for free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash bravbros or promo code bravbros for free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. But that takes us to our new franchise, my new love, Roni, the new Roni, Roni rebooted, Roni 2.0. I don't know how other ways to say Roni, but macaroni, baby. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that Roni was an anagram for horny, and I was going to say horny for Roni, and it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Is it? No, it's not. There's another N in there. No. Well, no it is. Yeah, it idiot. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Damn it. I was like, I wrote Roni on my buzzer. Like, All right, uh, yeah, we'll just. You made me feel dumb. I'm like reading Roni, like, so I'm like, R H O N Y H O R N Y. Horny for Roni. It's not Ronnie. Two N's, you dumbass. I don't know. No, I, wow. whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we've already touched on it a little bit, but how, let's go one through 10. You know, I like to do this. One through 10. What's your ranking, rating? Um, I'm giving it a solid nine one. Nine one, I would agree. Nine one is is a great place to start. Didn't want to put it in the eights. Didn't want to give it higher than that. Yeah, you know, be a little overzealous about the whole thing. But overall, enjoyed it. Like I kind of alluded to earlier, there's a couple of aspects that are different, and I can't tell if it's just new faces or production's a little different. It just seemed a little different than the other shows that we've been watching. I agree, but it's it's refreshing. I think that's mm-hmm. like what I I was texting Dev. She hasn't watched it yet, and I was like, "This is just refreshing." They're fighting about cheese, and I fucking love it. Like I love everything. Oh, you said about spoilers. It. I just said that everyone's talking about the cheese. All right, it's oh. been all over Instagram. I just said to her, "Shut up." But. But we get an intro to all of these women, and it goes one by one. We start out with Bryn. Bryn's the fun girl. She's the bubbly one. She's going to stir shit up, you can tell, right out of the gate. Jenna, HBIC, no doubt about it. She was the president of J. Crew. She is, the minute you look at her, she's just swaggy. Right? Yeah. I was like, wow, like she's cool as fuck. Like She's really cool. And then you get Jessel, who's a publicist. You get Sai, who is a content creator. You get Uba, who is Ion's cousin. Chanel Ion's cousin, yep. and when I tell you, I was so excited that she was on this show. I was like, "Oh my god, she's got glimpses of Chanel Ion in there I, too." I don't want to, I don't want to jump it right now, but bring Chanel to New York. We we did say last I year know. if we if we lose Dubai overall, which I don't give a shit about Dubai. I was thinking about that today. I forgot. About I don't Dubai know if it's altogether. coming back. Haven't heard a word. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Bring Chanel but to it, New York. We had said if you're gonna reboot Roni. Bring Chanel to New York. Yep. They sort of did. They brought Uba, and Uba's great. And Uba, there's a lot of Chanel in there. But I think if you get that duo together, if you bring Chanel in, if Dubai tanks, which it very well might, and you bring Chanel over to New York, if she's down for that. Give her like a year or two of friend of. I mean, I'm sure she's probably in and out of the country doing be, modeling you know what? and whatever. We, I wouldn't be surprised if we get. I think we, that would make sense. We definitely get an eye on. I don't know. See, that's so strange because season one, which is actually even funnier because they rebooted everyone. And I was actually somewhat surprised to see season 14, episode one. I wasn't. Oh, you thought it was going to be one of one. I thought it was going to be one of one. I thought it should be. I think it should be just because it's a full reboot. If you drop a couple, obviously it keeps going. But I agree. I I think it should be a standalone, but I guess they probably didn't want to lose the luster of Roni. 
I guess, yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting point. And then the last one is Aaron. And let's power rank. Oh, God. A power rank? Let's wow. do a power rank. I'll go first. So my power ranking is Jenna, one. Uh, Uba, two. Bryn, three. Psy, four. Jessel, five. Aaron, six. You're putting Aaron at the bottom? Yeah, I don't like Aaron. Interesting. How about that? Uh, I am also putting Jenna, one. I'm going to put Bryn, two, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And um, I'm going to put Aaron, three, actually. Oh, I like okay. Aaron a lot. Okay. Uh, Jessel four, Uba five. Uba can climb these rankings very easily. Very fast. I she didn't do a whole like, lot. She yeah, we, we got lot. a lot yeah. more out of the others. I think I'm more excited about Uba, what she's going to bring. Yeah. She didn't, you're right, she didn't do a lot. I'm just like, she got a bump because of Chanel Ion. Right, and, and I'm putting Sai at the bottom. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're a little split. I like that. I love when we're not in agreement. It makes this what much. No, we agree on one one. Yeah, one one. Oh, Jenna Lyons is dope. Like she's awesome. Yeah. I, I think she. If this doesn't work, she gets her own show because I'll watch that. But sure, why not? We started out. We're at uh, Size House with Bryn, and um, she lives in Brooklyn. And I hope to be wealthy enough one day when people walk into my home that I'm like, "Would you like some house shoes?" You want, to, you want to put some house shoes on? I've got an extra pair of Did house you shoes. you offer me house shoes? You know. Well, no. You yeah, crusty feet? I think you probably don't have crusty. Are you wearing socks? Uh, yes. Okay, then yeah. No, I think you'd be all right. I don't I don't see you as a crusty feet. I, I have gross feet because I was a catcher. So, yeah, I, I would probably need house shoes. But I want to I'll be- i some house shoes. You're, you're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have enough money- What were we talking about again? Where house shoes are a real thing yeah. when you walk into my home. But- it's just a little quick touch on these two, and you kind of get a feel for who Bryn is right out of the gate. Like, she's definitely the bubbly one. She's definitely going to start a lot of shit. She kind of just says whatever's on her mind, and you need that, right? You Like, you can see the makings of Housewife shows in all of these characters. You've got the HBIC, Jenna Lyon. She's going to hold it down. You've got Bryn. She's going to be the fun one that's also going to stir up some shit. Psy. Sai, I'm a little confused on so far. I don't know what her role is going to be yet, but the next scene is Uba and Aaron, and it's juxtaposed to Bryn, Sai, and Jessel. And uh, and this is where we get into Cheesegate. And I guess what happened is there was a dinner at, I love that they kept bleeping it out. Oh, the so The restaurant's I, called Kraft. Yeah, oh, you knew who it yeah, was. It's yeah. called Kraft. The restaurant is Kraft. Do you know why it was bleeped out? Because they were talking so much shit about it? Well, yes, but it's also... Uh, it's Tom Colicchio's restaurant, and he's on Top Chef, also uh, on Bravo. Oh, yeah. So they're sh- ooh. They are shitting on a Bravo restaurant. Well, not ooh. I mean, yeah, indirectly Bravo. What did they think was going to happen? They didn't think we were going to figure out what the name of the restaurant was. I don't know. I don't think that they really cared. I think that they thought it was maybe funny, and it would just add in the because I thought it was kind of funny that they I did too because like they're bleeping fuck, and then they're also bleeping craft. Yeah, <laughs> but they ditched on dinner at Kraft because it's not 2005. Sorry, not 2006, and then not 2005. Which and then is also a, not 2012. Yeah, it's, it's not a year that it's not today. Yes. Is what they're saying. Correct. Which is math. And that, to me, the point of this dinner, what Aaron was saying, and I agreed with her here, where she's like, the, the point is to get all these ladies together, run a show together, like, let's sit down, have a dinner. You guys ditched and then posted on Instagram that you're at a different restaurant. I think that's a shitty look. And the reason for it is that you're too good to go to craft. Pretty much, and honestly, this is, just watching this, I feel like I got a, a grasp of what's going on, and the reason for that is, when we see Aaron talking to Uba, Aaron has an issue with Bryn, 
Now, if memory serves me correctly, both Bryn and Sai did not go, and they both said that they weren't feeling well or couldn't go and just bailed entirely and clearly went to a different restaurant. But Aaron's issue is with Bryn. And this is even slightly before the whole Cheesegate thing because Aaron didn't realize what was going on about Cheesegate until a day or two later. Right. So at this, in a nutshell, is just them ditching, which I agree. One, you're starting a show together. Like, yeah, you guys should all go out and try to get on the same page. That way you seem a little more comfortable with each other. We see it later when Jenna says, yeah, I had to kind of choreograph this whole game because I'm not as close with all of the ladies. Right. I haven't met all of them more than you know a handful of times. So it makes sense to all sit down. What I think is going on is I think that Psy is, and hot take number one of the year, high, it's high, Psy is Bryn's underling, if you will. I, where Bryn yeah. is the powerful one that said, fuck that, we're not going there. It's not 2003. Throw another year out there. We're going to go over here. We're just going to bail on them. And Psy just went. And when Aaron later had issues, she only had issues with Bryn, even though Cy was involved in both things. She says that she doesn't have an issue with Cy because Cy was like, yeah, that's my bad. Like, yeah, we ditched. I'm sorry. But she didn't say, yes, we ditched. And yes, you know, I, I didn't. I fucking love cheese. I didn't have an issue with that. But yeah, I'm sorry that we ditched. She said that later at Jenna's. I know, I know. So I'm even saying leading eventually. up to it. Yeah, eventually she didn't have an issue but with I her. Did f- but you would imagine that she would have had an issue with Cy leading into it. You would think. But I did figure out what Bryn was doing. Yes. So the reason that she, in my opinion, brought up the cheese thing was to deflect from the fact that she's the asshole for ditching dinner. I think so, too, yeah. Because she's like, yeah, she picked up, she looked and says, what's that? Cheese, that's weird. And we watched Cy eat cheese throughout the entire episode. They all eat cheese. Who doesn't eat cheese? Eat cheese. Cheese is eat great. Eat cheese. Eat the cheese. But it was just a- Vegans. Again? Ooh, are we taking a shot at <laughs> vegans again? We've already we do this all the we do this every once in a while. We have no issue with vegans, but all cheese right. is so good, man. Vegan cheese is not. I'm sorry. If you're a vegan, I have no problem. Like, I can live your life. Live your life. Honestly, say I have never tried vegan cheese. Never will. I do not care for it. Yep. I do not care for it. Uh, again, no issue with vegans at all. Live your life. Do what you got to do. Vegan cheese is not good. I don't care what kind of vegan cheese. It's just not good. Vegan ice cream. Um, I've had some decent vegan ice cream. I haven't had that. I've had some decent vegan ice cream. I've had really great vegan food. Vegan cheese is never, ever good. Okay. It, right. You know what it tastes like? What? If you took... Chalk? Exactly. So you're... Yes. Because if you took the Kraft Easy Mac cheese, the powder, and just poured it directly on your tongue. No. No. <laughs> you absolutely not. That. No. So that's, that's to me what it tastes like. But anyway, enough with the vegan rant. I'm sure we're going to get... Some shit for that one, but but the next scene we get to meet Jessel and her husband Pavit, and I don't like Jessel that much either. I know I ranked her, I think four or five. I had her a uh, solid three. I think. did. You have her at a three. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I think that I I ranked her based on housewife ability. I think she's going to be good for the show. Okay. I do not care for the subtle digs at her husband. Like the whole shtick that oh he's dumb. Oh I don't say nice things about him. Oh like he's Failing miserably at helping pick out my outfit. Go get me a glass of wine. That's not that's not charming. It's not fun. I don't like it. I don't have any issues with that. I, I thought do. that it, you know what? I think that he's the kind of guy, just based off of one episode, that kind of finds the humor in that. And just based off of him, he was still sitting at the table working in his t-shirt and jeans or whatever he was wearing, even though Jessel was running around trying to clean things up, like spotlessly cleaning things because her friends were coming over. And obviously we're filming here. He still didn't get up until after because he's working. Jenna showed up. He's working. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't actually leave. I get that he's working. I understand it, but 
I don't think that he had an issue with it, so I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with it. I don't like it. I I just don't like it. I I think you don't need to be mean to your husband just because you think it's cute or funny. Like, just leave the guy alone. But Jenna arrives, and again, as soon as she walks in, just swag, like dripping in swag. And this is her first, like, real sit-down with Jessel. They both worked in fashion for a while. I guess Jessel grew up in London, moved to New York City uh, when she was 22, right after college and got into the fashion industry. So they've bumped shoulders before, but never really sat down to get to know each other. I would imagine it's a big deal for a lot of these women to meet Jenna Lyons. Like I imagine she's probably a big name. I would imagine so too. And this is one of the things that I liked about Jenna is how often do we meet housewives or meet new friends of, and they're always incredibly vague about what they do for work. Oh, she was very descriptive. Incredibly descriptive. Like I appreciated that beyond anything else. It was even awesome. some she, of these other women. Like, but it was just she know. gave that rundown. She gave that like coming up from nothing rundown where she was sitting outside of an office and she was an assistant to an assistant to an assistant, and now she was running pretty much all of North America J Crew and doing all of this and that. Even name drops Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah, and how big that was for J Crew. She's awesome, and I love the specificity of everything that she was talking about with her Same. career. Same. When we don't get that, like, I understand, like, yeah, I'm a content creator. Okay, whatever. That I know what that is, but you know, I don't need you to get more specific with that. It's the other ones where it's like, yeah, Aaron like is in real estate. Okay, whatever. I need to know more about your careers because that's honestly that's how we're gonna latch on to people. Like, totally. yeah, you're gonna do things on screen, but I need to know your backstory. Yeah, because it impressed us. It's it's amazing. Her career is incredible. She's a very impressive woman, and they sit down and they're chatting, and the cheese comes up again. And Jess was like, don't bring cheese to your party because it's going to be an issue. And Jenna is like, I have nothing but cheese. We're doing only cheese, which is a great party, by the way. Hilarious. I know. I loved that part. That had to have been planned. 100%. 100%. Yeah, okay. There's no way that was just... Absolutely. You know, let's, let's have a fondue party. Cheesegate. But we're still meeting everybody, so let's keep meeting everybody. The next people we meet are Aaron and Abe and the family. Why is Abe's hair wet? Why I don't understand that look. I don't get the the wet gel look. Uh, I don't really know either, honestly. I mean, I understand it if you're like, what, when? I'm trying to think. Like you got that kind of gel in your hair, and you're on stage, and there's lights shining. Like we're gonna be next week, right? It might look a little wet, but it looked. He's wet. in the comfort of his own home. I know, and it looked like he just. Well, he just it. got out of the shower. No, he didn't. He's in a business suit. That's his gel. I'm saying that's his hair gel. Okay, I just right. I don't love the wet hair gel look. Usually I catch things like that. You uh, spot on. Good Thank you, you, sir. Thank you very much. But I do really enjoy their family. Aaron, so far, like I said, is not my fave, but I did like the family dynamic. I like all the family dynamics on the show. You know we like that here at the Brav Bros. Oh, yeah. We love to see the families. We love to see the interaction with the kids. I did actually appreciate when they're over at Sai's house. And they're like, all right. Nanny's got the kids. Let's go out back and have some booze. Like okay, I cool. also love what Bryn said, where she said, "Yeah, my I think she said my ovaries are flipping, flipping when I size see kids. size kids, and then when I see Jessel's kids. Jessel's kids come in, I immediately say I'm never having kids." Yeah, because Kai and Rio are screaming and breaking things, and <laughs> but you know, toddlers, man, what are you gonna do? But it was very I I like to see that, and so I did like Aaron and her family. I thought they were really nice. But moving on, we're getting ready for the party at Jenna's house. And, like, it was funny. As I'm watching the episode, I'm kind of getting giddy to get to Jenna's house. I was like, I want to I want to see what's like in there. And I yeah. want to see these girls all together finally. Like, Cheesegate, to me, is the perfect way to, to intro us to a new cast. It's light enough where it's kind of funny. There's clearly more behind it. 
but it's just a perfect icebreaker because it's just like easy drama. Let's see how everybody reacts. Let's see how everyone plays. Like, is everyone going to play it cool? Who's going to come in too hot? Like, what's the vibe going to be? And it's not big enough to ruin a friendship, yeah. but it's big enough to force a conversation, which it does. But Aaron and Jessel are FaceTiming, getting ready for the party. This is where Jessel's rude about her husband once again. He can't help me pick anything out. Go get me a glass of wine. Poor Pavit. Still no problem. Whatever, dude. (laughs) But on the FaceTime, Aaron says, I didn't say shit about the cheese board. And then she says, one of my least, and maybe this is why she moved down on my power rankings. Mm -hmm. One of my least favorite defenses in all of Bravo is it was a joke. No, it wasn't. It was not a joke. Anytime I hear it was a joke, it means it wasn't a joke. It means you were being serious. You took something a certain way. You said something in passing. Maybe you didn't mean it wholeheartedly, but you can't backtrack and say, I was joking. I don't. It, the vibe that I get from Erin is that she wouldn't joke about something like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, And we've known her for one episode, but just based off her. of how <laughs> other women are kind of reacting to the things that she said and how they have an idea for who she is, and honestly... Just after one watching one episode with her in there, I can't see her joking about that. I think she is one of those people that takes things personally, which we've heard multiple people say just throughout the entirety of the episode. I agree. I think that she took it personally. She reacted. But we get to Jenna's, and Aaron's the first to arrive. And maybe this is also... It's all little stuff, and it's not like I, oh, Aaron sucks. Like She doesn't at all. And I'm sure I'll grow to probably like her as a housewife. But this definition of who Jenna Lyons is by Aaron, she's like, everyone's so, you know, nervous around her. She's like this enigma. She's just kind of a quirky lady. Like, she doesn't like dill, but loves parsley. Those are wildly different flavors. It's also, that's weird that that was the first example that she it used. It makes no sense. Like, and by the way, buddy, dill and parsley, literally. I, I get it. Night and day. Maybe no, you do I'm it at like... hammer this shit home because that's so weird. That's like saying, oh, this... It's like comparing ice cream to bread. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, they taste completely... I know they're both herbs, sure. It's gluten in both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dill and parsley, night and day, do not compare. Dumb comparison. Didn't care for it. I really... That... And that's just a me thing, as I you know. Get, no, that's I get, fine. I get stuck on shit I like did. That. I also thought that it was weird that that was the first example that she used... To the point where I had to rewind and watch it again because I was too caught up on that first one. You know what I think it was? I think she was trying to show that she knows Jenna better. She's cooler with her than everybody else. Like, ah, she's trying to drop little things of why Jenna is the way that she is. And I think it's her trying to set herself apart from the other. We saw it with Diana Jenkins in the early episodes of Beverly Hills. People were trying to relate to her more. That's what I think I'm, that's what I get. I mean, it's, it's a confessional from the first episode and you're right. Like Jenna doesn't really know a lot of these women, but she does know Aaron and I, you know, we know that she knows Aaron. So I didn't, really see any aside from that example that you're just so understanding i didn't see any issues look what i'm going into this not being negative about i'm not negative i'm just calling shit out when i see it you're just being very very agreeable i don't get it who the fuck are you just having a good time i hate it anyway uh (laughs) everyone else gets there jenna's upset about the lack of khaki i would be too if i threw a khaki party well it was funny that it was pouring rain, and khaki's probably one of the funniest things to wear in the rain. Oh, yeah, it's not a great... Like, we used to... Steel and I used to wear khakis in high school every day, and when it rained, it was hilarious yeah. to look at the khakis walking around. But one thing that bothers me in these shows, and it happens all the time, and I know that they coordinate when each person's going to show up to an event, and they hold them back, and they make them sit in a the car, whatever bullshit. Just once, 
It would have been nice. <laughs> you came in really hot right there. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> once, it would be nice if Aaron showed up, said hi to Jenna, and the very next person that walked in was Bryn. Now, oh, I'm yeah. okay with how the scene played out later because I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, how great would it be to have that awkwardness get it out of the way in the beginning? Make the two of them sit down alone, exchange pleasantries, get through the whole thing. Jenna has no idea what's going on. She's an innocent third party to all of this. Make them sit together by themselves and wait for Uba to show up. Wait for Sai to show up. I don't care who, who comes in next. It would be really funny. Of course, Bryn has to come in last. Yeah, but I think they definitely plan it that way, as you they said. They do. But I did like that Aaron goes... No, I'm not going to bring it up right out of the gate. I'm going to sit on it. We're going to just act like everything's cool, and then I'm going to fuck her up. Like, I like that line. That's, yep. a, that's a good line. So, pointing her her corner there. Not only that, I also love that Bryn walked in and was immediately scared and said, I'm scared. I'm scared. To death. Yeah. I am going to enjoy myself. I'm going to eat some cheese. I'm going to have a few drinks, and then I'm going to die. Like, she just yeah. kept making that joke, and it was really funny. But also, we never see that. We no. always see the one who stirs the pot is always the one who denies things, who always gets so standoffish and who always takes like Good the point. high pedestal stance on things. Bryn was fucking scared and laughing about it, and it was funny. She made it playful to the point where it kind of disarmed us as the audience. No, it did. And it made me like Bryn and also like Aaron because Aaron approached it in a better way too. I thought it Aaron was approached crazy. It well. I didn't think that that would happen. And I've never in my wildest dreams thought that I'd be able to see that on a housewife show. Rony 2.0. Exactly. Because we've seen so much bullshit over the years with these fucking shows. Now we're, we're stuck in the mud with half of these franchises. And then this comes in and we expect the same and we get something completely different. And I know that it's something innocuous like Cheesegate. But still, to Perfect. see them handle things... The way that they handled it, and the outcome was hilarious, and I loved it. I agree. That's why I think Cheesegate Suck was... at other franchises. <laughs> oh, who's jumping on the train now, pal? It's been one episode, it's not dude. A run. It's been one episode, dude. But let's talk about Jenna's apartment real quick. First of all, like we talked about earlier, the setting as far as every cheese under the sun was present at that party even fondue i haven't had fondue in so long and i really when they said fondue i was like i need to make some fondue so i might do that for family dinner on thursday we might have some family fondue. dinner we have family dinner with our friends from high school every thursday because we're so cute we're so cute our little family don't call it family you don't want to be my fram definitely say not to say family said don't say family yeah she thinks she said it, it was corny but it's not wrong you don't want to be my fram come on we can be family on on the low Cool. You into that? <laughs> what are you asking me right now? <laughs> you want to trade bird dog pants? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These ones have liners. Oh, I do too. It was taking a weird turn. Anyway, um, Jenna Lyon's apartment is awesome. And I texted Dev. I was like, you are going to love her decor. Fucking spoiling the show for her. I know I did a little bit, but she, <laughs> the funny thing is though, Dev is a, she likes to know what's happening before she watches. Like she's already done her due okay. diligence. Like she's like, oh my God, I watched them. They did like a tour of her apartment, the kitchen. That's my dream kitchen. I love black cabinets. I love when they're floor to ceiling like that. The gold backsplash, that whole entire setup is literally like a fucking dream. She had a really good idea for a game. So like the small talk game, she admits it like that's her kind of. She's not great at the small talk. So yeah. she comes up with this game and it's all sex talk, which is funny. And I think that is a great way to kind of break the ice because you can't be more vulnerable than when you're talking about sex. And the first thing is like the ideal porno. We get the Jenna Lyons black and white, very classy porno. It was funny. And then 
like who in the group is like submissive, who's dominant, all that stuff. It does break the ice until we get to Cheesegate. And Jenna had a very good point. Are we really stopping our sex talk to discuss cheese? Yeah, it was a really good point. And I thought it was really funny timing wise because you had Bryn sitting over there talking about how Aaron is a lot of fun. And I love Aaron. As soon as she starts drinking, she's a lot of fun. She's basically me sober, which I love. <laughs> and I, I thought that was a really funny line. And then as soon as you finish that confessional, you can see Aaron's, yeah, maybe a little tipsy. And she looks right over at Bryn and it's like, we're going to talk about this right now. Yep. Yep. She's, she literally just flat out goes, Bryn's lying. And then Bryn explains and she just says like, you know, and you said, she said it was weird or whatever. And it's clearly just Bryn trying to start some shit. And Jenna squashed it. She's like, guys, this is bullshit. Just shut up. Like, who cares? Let's move on. I love that we have that person on the show. Every Housewife franchise needs one of those. That's going to direct the conversation, keep it going, keep it moving. A very Garcelle role. That's uh, a very good way to put it. Yeah, it's a very Garcelle role. But I love that Aaron's like, all right, let's go. We're going to finish this. We're going to the other room. Let's talk about this. See, Aaron's slowly ticking back up in my book. See, I'm not I'm as not we asshole. talk about it. Yeah, I, that's what happens. And she pulls her aside. They go into the other room. They're talking about it. And again, we get that funny cutscene of Bryn. Like, I'm horrified. I'm going to go die. Like, I and it is. It's very disarming and it's nice. It's it's relatable. I, I like that we don't just have everyone acting like a hard ass all the time because you can see right through 90% of the housewives when they do it. Like, you're not that. You're not that guy, pal. Not that you're guy, not that pal. guy, pal. But they sit down and Aaron has a good point. And I think that this is what the dinner was. I don't think that it was they're too good for craft. I think that Bryn's trying to align with somebody. They're picking sides already. We're already going to see some factions form. We see it on every single show. It happens no matter what. You will see teams. You will see duos, trios, whatever. They will fall apart eventually. But you will always have your mainstays. To me, this was a defining moment where she was picking a team. All right, size cool. I'm cool. We're going to do our own thing. We're too cool. We're going over here. You guys do your thing, whatever. That's what I got after Aaron explained it that way. That does make sense to me. Yeah, that, it makes a lot of sense to me. But I also like, I said earlier, both of them handled it well. I did. thought that the way that Bryn, she didn't just yes her to death. She didn't just deflect. She didn't try to explain her end of it. She knew she was wrong. She kept saying that she was going to die. I love that scene of her walking through Jenna's shoe closet and saying, wow, this is incredible. Oh, wow, I'm walking my death. Oh, my God, this is <laughs> here comes my death. And like that was really funny to me. And it's again, it's just super disarming to see that because you're not like on pins and needles going into it. You expect them to actually resolve something, they which did. is crazy. They did. And they sat down and they had they broke Jenna's chair. And Bryn kept trying to break Erin and make her laugh. But she did eventually apologize, and I thought that it was a genuine apology. I think that she had zero idea what Aaron was mad about, and when Aaron actually explained what she was mad about, Bryn understood that's what she was mad about and agreed and said, you're right, that's wrong, I'm sorry that I did that. They made up, they had a very playful, fun walk back out there. I thought that Bryn did a good acting job there. I did too. Aaron kind of ruined the moment. Because she was laughing immediately yeah. when she was walking I in. Think she was a little tipsy. But overall, it was really funny, and it ends on a good note to the point where you're, again, hopeful for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be great. I agree. I think that we have the makings, potentially, of a great show. I hope it continues in this direction. There's going to be, you know, 
eventually there's going to be a dud episode. It happens across all franchises. I'm okay with dud episodes as long as there's no inorganic bullshit. Agreed. Don't fabricate any drama. Just leave it. Make it clean. It's New York. People are still going to watch. I don't care how many comments we get about how people aren't watching because they're so stuck in the fucking past. Go to craft. If you're stuck in the past, (laughs) go to craft with Ramona. I don't give a shit. Just go ahead and do it. But we're going to be watching a good show, and we're going to be enjoying it, and you're going to be sad. But that takes us to our question portion of the show. You guys have a lot of questions about Roni, so let's dive right in. Up first from Gibbs X6. Who's your early favorite? After talking about the episode, has your favorite changed? Uh, no, Jenna's still, still number one. Jenna's still number one for me, too. Oh, I like this one. Since we don't do our Rose and Thorn for our midweek episode, this is an interesting way to tie it in. This name is really difficult. Spell it out. No, no, no. I got this. From yeah. Christy Jedlicky. That's got to be it. And if it's not, I'm, I'm sorry. Who? It says, who is your Rose and who is your Thorn for Roni after episode one? But I'm going to say, what is your Rose and Thorn for episode one? Pick, yeah. Okay. Um... Hmm. It can be a person, but it could also be just like a, a moment. I don't really think that I have a thorn. I, I The rose is, I mean, it sounds like we're getting fucking paid by Bravo at this it point. It really does. We're not. Hopefully one day. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> we're not above bribery. We just haven't gotten I'm, any yet. Yeah, I'm going to say that my, my rose is actually seeing, as small as a conflict as it was, actually seeing something get resolved for once in one episode and not dragging out for too long. I don't think, I think I genuinely don't think we're going to even hear about cheesecake moving forward unless it's no. a joke. It'll be, it, there'll be a lot of jokes like yeah. that's weird is going to be like I a coin phrase. Um, we're going to make it. Oh, we got a new t-shirt coming. What's that? We're going to make it weird. weird. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. And I'm going to put a block of cheese on it. There you go. Uh, I'm going <coughs> to, Oh no, I'm going to make a gate out of cheese and it's going to say that's weird. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. I'm not helping. Thanks, um, man. You're so. I, I don't really. I really don't have a thorn. Honestly, I, I can try as hard as I want. No, you're good. It's just gonna sound stupid. So you're good. No. We'll take two more from Audrey Fugati. Fugate. Fugati. I like that. Did it seem like the audience came in an episode late? They were already in a fight. What audience? I, did we come? As did, I think they're saying. Did we miss an episode? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I, no, I think they just picked up. Uh, you don't want to. I think it's fine. I, that's I, actually, wanna, I mean, that's an yeah. interesting point. But I want to jump right in. I don't yeah, want I'm, to I'm, have the lead up. Yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't sound like anything too interesting happened. I mean, it sounds like Jenna really wasn't even part of much anyway. So Yeah, I want I want to. fine. Yeah, let me jump right in. I don't want to wait. Yeah. Oh, no, two more because they're both fashion related. I love that. Steel. This is from PRD773. Steel, you spelled my name wrong. No E at the end. PRD773. I'll give you one more chance, but whatever. Steel, I want to know which of the new Roni castmates wears hokas. <laughs> oh, man. I think this is a callback to when I made fun of your hokas. Yeah. Um, probably Aaron, I would imagine. I would imagine. Um, no, Jessel. You think Jessel does? I think Jessel wears hokas. That's my call. Yep. I think Jenna wears hokas. There's no way Jenna wears hokas. <laughs> I know, I She's know. way too cool. Nah, I, I, yeah, I think I think Aaron or uh, or Jessel probably. Oh, I'm gonna keep. I, these are great. I can't stop. From Susie says, "What do you think Jenna Lyons' opinion is on jorts?" 
Surprisingly good, actually. I, I think, think she would be I into it. I think she's into a revival. I've started something here. You guys don't believe me. Jorts, I've seen way more jorts out. I'm going to keep taking pictures of randos and jorts. You started it, though. I the started random it. random people that you see in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood, buddy. I, yeah. Yeah, you just proved my point. I'm in our neighborhood. They that see me in the mean, jorts. Have okay, you the, seen me in jorts? The people you see hanging outside of Wawa don't count. Have you seen me in jorts? Yes. Influencer. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, baby. Don't take yeah, my Yeah, baby. Against Here me. we go. Last question. We got to say it because we haven't heard from you in a while, Los. You just decided to pop back up and be an asshole again. I think he's coming to our show next week, which I'm excited to meet. I heard. Los, if you're coming, DM us. We're actually excited to meet you, even though you're a dick. We love you. From Outdoor Los, would my favorite Delco bros do a version of Crappy Lake if it was offered to you for five weeks? Absolutely. 100%. Without I, a doubt. I've done a lot of those things anyway. So that's like my bread and butter. I love love outdoorsy We're shit. Doing it in a heartbeat. Yeah, dude. Don't bark up this tree, buddy. You don't know who we Only are. Only if you film it, Los. Only if we can live in your van. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> for the duration. Then you're on. Live in the Los Mobile. We're in. Fuck yeah. We're down. Let's set that up. But is there air conditioning in there? Oh, I've seen pictures of it. It's decked out. I Crappy Lake air conditioning. Oh, I, was, I just didn't want to shit on Los's van. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've given Los too much credit. Fuck you, Los. Uh, reminder, our live show is next week, July 26th. Tickets are running out. Um, City Winery, the City Winery, Manhattan. Go to nofilterlive.com. Get yourself some tickets. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. There's an option for a meet and greet after the show. We can hang out, chit-chat, a little Q&A. How stoked are you for the show? I'm pumped. I can't fucking wait. I texted you today and asked what you were wearing, and you ignored me. So. I didn't ignore you. I have a million things going ignored. on. My schedule's nuts. You didn't even give me the thumbs up. You just. I think the thumbs up is worse than no answer. You thumbs up all the you time. You thumbs I up a question like, like that. I could thumbs up anything, pal. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Send this shit. Buy tickets to our show. Follow us on socials at Brav underscore bros on everything. I think one of them doesn't have an underscore, but who cares? And subscribe to our YouTube page at Brav Bros Podcast. Love yous. See you soon. Friday morning. See you there. Well, no, tomorrow morning. And then also Friday morning. It's the next one. It's Friday morning. What? They'll be listening to this tomorrow morning. They'll hear me say Friday morning. Just cut. Oh, that, idiot. Bye. hey hey it's donna from daily dose of donna every weekday afternoon on the daily dose of donna podcast i cover all of the reality tv and celeb gossip and breaking news I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.